At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wall. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And today we have amazing guest, Melinda Williams, is here with us. Thank you, Kate and C.J. I am very honored to be here. Yeah, thank you for coming on. So you are not just a medium. You're a psychic, a tower reader. I looked a bit on your website and you can add, there were a lot of things that you listed on there. So feel free to add whatever you want, but you have a lot of gifts. I know from experience that mediumship gets a lot of attention. People like tarot cards and the other stuff, but when you can contact the other side in a way where people who've passed, you're just communicating with them, it's something, if you have you know, the real deal gift, unfortunately there are some frauds out there, but when you have the real deal gift, people are, I think, just attracted because you know, a lot of people have lost loved ones that they have unresolved things with. So I think that aspect of your career is super duper cool among some other things like paranormal. I had paranormal expert on my, Facebook profile and CG made me take it off, but we can get into that later. Cause I want to talk about seances and all sorts of things, but I do wait, wait, I want to interject real fast. I do think you're a paranormal expert, but you put it under career. And I just said, you know, how many checks have people written you, you know, for specifically for paranormal expert, that was my argument, but I do think she has some skills. Yes, I've never gone into like a haunted home for money to clear it. And I don't know how I would be, to be honest. Have you had to do that, Melinda? Have you had to go into homes where there were disturbances and not just connect with them, but try to cleanse the whole place? Yes, I've done that quite a lot. And first and foremost, I do not charge for that service because... Uh, One of the things I've learned is that we're there to help the people, you know, the people that's having the paranormal experience and to charge them to me is wrong because what, you know, I've I've known, I'm trying to be very careful here what I say because I could step on people's toes, but uh, this is just my opinion on it. But to help someone in that fashion, because say their child is there and they're having a lot of issues with a spirit that's there. Well, are you going to say, well, if you don't pay me, then I'm not going to help you. See, to me, that's wrong. So anytime I go in to do a clearing, I do not charge to do a clearing at all. I just do it for free. It's the way to give back. And that that's just the way that I see it. Melinda, can I ask you a question? So like, what is it what is it that you're clearing out like what what's that what's there is it people that 
you lived before? Is it like, is there things that aren't people that lived before? Or I, I just, um, I wonder, you know, because like you work in this, I always wonder what's on the other side. I watch, I love watching shows and stuff and movies about that, but like you actually do it. Like, do you know what it is or do you just try to mosey it on out of there? Well, it's, yes, I, I can see it. And so a lot of times, like it can be loved ones. It can be someone that previous was on the property that was their home. Sometimes it, it's elementals and, and sometimes it's dark entities that they're not per se demonic. I mean, it's very rare to get a demonic, but it can happen. Um, but the darker things are like shadow figures. And these are things that's never actually lived as a person. On, on the earth, but it's just like um, residual energy that's there that's been caused from a lot of maybe fragments of, of people that's come through the area. I mean, it's just a lot of different ways that it can be. This is awesome. I just want to say that is my response. Uh, I love it. I love every second of this. So, uh, Kate, if you have any anything for it, I'm sure I'm going to continue. Yeah. I'm going to have a bunch of questions, but I love that you're being so receptive. I got such good vibes from Melinda, so I'm glad you're feeling it too. Uh, when did you start realizing you had the gift to connect to the other side? When did you start seeing people who had passed and communicating with them? And how do you communicate? Is it through actual language? Is it telepathically? but still with language, I'm curious what your communication is like, as well as when it all started. Okay, so basically the earliest I remember seeing spirit was I was between six and seven, I was very sick. And that's the first time I seen an actual thing. Then I say that because the way it looked, it was white and it was just like a face and it had these dark eyes. And I'm like, you know, 37 years old and it scared me, but then, what I ended up figuring out that late, well, the next day I was very sick and I already died. So it was warning me. And so then I started seeing spirits and I do see them physically with the eye. They look like an apparition. And then sometimes things come that just through my mind, I can hear and pick up things that way. So it's really a combination of the ways really. That's incredible. So, so you were scared. You were scared, though, when you see. Are you still scared when you see stuff? Oh, no. Now I'm like, bring it on. Because I, I'm used to, I've seen so many different things. And, you know, some things I'm like, I don't know how to deal with. But, you know, I just do, I take from my Native American heritage. And I use things and tools that will help me to hopefully guide these things into the light. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and you can't force them to go through the light. So you just do the best you can, really. So, Melinda, are you so I was going to ask you about that, too. When when you're dealing with these things like they're stuck, are, are they stuck like they haven't transitioned into the next place that they're supposed to go? Is that, is that what they're doing here? Or Well, that's the part where I say that I'm a rescue medium. Uh, some spirits do get stuck here. Um, like for example, say someone that's been murdered, their life ended quickly. It was unexpected. And so they see the light, but then they turn their back because they're so angered and so upset 
that they didn't get to finish living out their life. So then that's when I come in and I, what I do, I call it counsel them. And, you know, and I talk to them and get them to see that it would be better if they do cross over and you have to be very patient and, you know, very understanding of their emotions. Other times I have gotten dark things to go through the light and, and, and you know, anything can go through the light, even a demonic can. I have once done a demonic and it went through the light. And basically what I told it was, you know, it's better than being in the dark that the light brings a lot of love and a lot of peace. And I said, as you're going through the light, you must ask the creator to forgive you for the dark things that you've done and, and, and that you want to be of light. And I said, and it will happen. And so it, it went through and as it was going through, cause I can see the light as it was walking further and further into the light, it got lighter and lighter and lighter. So it's just a mixture of everything really. So when, when you're seeing this, is like, is there a light that you can send them to? And then is there a dark as well that they could go to? Or is, is the dark basically where they're at stuck here? Basically, and this is, this is the way I see it. So remember that uh, the sure. dark is here on earth. <laughs> this is the dark. The light is actually a bright, huge light that I can see and when it comes forth. I can bring the white light forth. There's a certain technique that my Native American mom taught me because she was gifted too. And I only found her in 2010. And she taught me a lot of stuff before she passed. And so I can bring the white light. And then I actually can see them go through the white light. But the darkness is here on this earth, unfortunately. No, no, I'm feeling that. I'm definitely feeling that. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, it's like, I want to wrap my head around what you think when you're doing this stuff, because you're in it, even if you don't have like black and white, certain things aren't in black and white so much. I like to hear your your take on it, because like you've kind of like traversed that plane or, or something. So and I haven't. So so I, I love hearing what you saw, what you what you pick up there. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> I want to get back to something we were talking be right before we started recording, which was sometimes you work with the government. I forget the exact organization, the way you said it, whether it was the police, FBI. Yeah, law enforcement. Law enforcement, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you you sometimes work with law enforcement, and I would love to hear if you'd like to share what you were just sharing before about how you were working with them recently and what happened. Sure. Uh, so basically, uh, there was uh, law enforcement, you know, when I reached out to them, there was a big thing about a teenager that had drowned and they couldn't find her remains. And so I connected with her, you know, I, all I have to have is a picture and then I can put my hand on the picture and then I can start filling them, bringing them forth. And sure enough, she came to me and what I experienced was what she experienced as she was drowning and it was panic and it was like water gushing into my mouth and mud limbs and stuff hitting me and so then from that I started getting panic attacks starting yesterday severe panic attacks and I really feel that it was the connection I had with her but I had reached out to law enforcement and I had told them I said the I can just tell you where she's showing me and it's really weird when I contact law enforcement or 
usually the families reach out to me and there's certain law enforcement agencies that use me on a regular basis. Uh, but this was one I had never worked with. So I call them and I'm like, okay. I'm like, I know I'm going to sound probably crazy to you. And I said, I'll be the first one to say this. And I said, but I'm a medium. And I said, I know you're looking for this teenager that has drowned. And I said, and this teenager has come forth to me. And I said, what, what they're showing me is like, where the actual drowning occurred She's a little bit away from that, but not far. And I said, it's sort of like a wash, but then it opens up into like a river or a creek or I said, a big body of water. And I said, but she's into the side. I said, there's like a bend in the river. And I said, and she's in there. And I said, she's under like four inches of mud or more. And I said, she's completely covered. Jones are going to have to dig. Within an hour, they found her. Oh. And it was right in that area where I told them. And see, I don't know nothing about the area. I'm not there. I don't see what, what it looks like. I'm just saying this is what she's showing me. So today, my panic attacks have lessened a lot. And I feel it's because they found her remains. But that is just one of the things. But this is the first time I've ever felt the panic attacks. I've never experienced those. And it was freaking me out, let me tell you. But I really think it's because of her panic that she felt when all of that was happening to her. Yeah, you felt what she was going through. Um, and then they did find her remains. Like, has this, so you, you work with law enforcement off, often enough? Yes. They do. So, so that is a thing. Like, I didn't, I didn't really know that was a thing. I thought like maybe I've seen like a show where they do that and stuff like that. But I didn't know if it's like the show is spicing things up a little to make it, you know, to get you interested or if they actually do that. But but they do. And you're you're their go to. Yes, I have certain ones that have um, used me um, here where I live. There was a little girl that drowned and they had been looking for weeks. And at first they didn't want to listen to me. And then, well, it's like 20, 25 to 30 well, maybe 20 miles from where I live. I really didn't know the area because it's like a very small community. There's nothing there. So I never really go, went there. But um, there was like the Greek Rose and this family went through it and one, two, three of the children drowned. They found two of them. The other one they could not find. So they had been down there and I had been trying. The family had reached out to me, asked me for my help. So I went down there and I was trying, but law enforcement wouldn't listen to me. And I was like, all right, I'm done. And there's even a clip on Fox News where I'm there and we're trying to find her. So finally, it got to be like third week, something like that. And so law enforcement said, OK, what are you getting? I said, well, finally, now that you're going to listen, I said, the little girl's here. I said, I don't know what this means. I said, but she holds her hands out. And I said, in one hand, there's an orange. In the other hand, there's like a Native American statue. I don't know what that's in reference to, but she's saying that's where she's at. You would have seen law enforcement's eyes. They said, okay, there's a part of the river that one part is called Orange Peel. Right past Orange Peel is a place called Indian Bend. I said, she's there. I said, she was stuck in that area with the orange, but now the current has took her further down and she's there where this, um, I said, where this Indian thing is. And so, they started search. They found her within two hours. Wow. So, and this is just the things, how they show it to me. And I usually don't, I don't know what it means, but 
you know, and there was another case, but this one was a, turned out to be a good one. I had a family reach out to me and said, my sister's missing. And I said, okay. I said, can you bring me, because it was here where I live. And I said, can you bring me something of her so I can physically touch it? So they brought me jewelry, a shirt. And, and so as soon as I started touching it, I was like, she's still alive, barely. I said, but she is alive. I said, does she need medications? I said, there's something, either she's a diabetic or they're like, yes, she's a diabetic. I said, well, she's needing that medicine. I said, but there's something about, she she left quickly out of her apartment. I said, and I said, I don't know if you guys been there. I said, but there's something about the ring that I'm holding. I said, it was like it was thrown underneath something. And I said, the door was left open. And I said, but it's not what you're thinking right now. I said, you're thinking somebody come in there and took her. I said, no. I said, there was something she became either panicked or or something was really bothering her and she just took off. And I said, then, then it jumps to, I'm seeing her on the interstate, but her car's pulled over. And I said, and she's sitting there. And I said, but then I see these two male figures that come up to the car. I said, then I see her disappear. I said, then the next thing I see is there's a road. And I said, it's got prim viewer prim something and I said it's a dead end road and I said and then I got a map and I said it's in this area of the state they went they find this road and it is a dead end and they call me and I'm like well call law enforcement don't just you know go in there and the mom you know which I understand I'm a mom and she was like no she says I'm going and she goes to the end and I said it should be like an older mobile home and I said, it's like a cream color. I said, behind it is like a, I said, a barn, a rundown barn or a shack or something. They find this. Exactly. And she goes, I'm going back there. I said, she's in the barn area. I said, so is her vehicle. Her mom goes in there and she's on the phone with me and the daughter was with her and she's calling law enforcement. And they open up that door. There she was with her car and she was nearly at death's door. But they got ambulance there. They and they she got out. She's OK. And of course, they got the two guys got arrested. But uh, I, we still don't understand it, why that happened, what they were really up to. But and then it really, you know, she had some, you know, mental um, things that come up, you know, because due to it. But now she's fine and she's doing good. And the ring that I used to find her, she let me keep. And I was like, no, 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 no. And she's like, yes, 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 yes. So it, it's really weird how things work out. That's amazing. I love uh, that. Story. Do you, so I, I kind of already know the answer, I think, but do you also work with, you know, mermaid realms, the fairy realms, angel realms? Like what other than people who've passed, what kinds of beings do you communicate with or see or have actually experienced maybe even in physical manifested form? Because certain people say that they've encountered, you know, walking in the woods, an actual mythological being. So I'm curious what you do work with in terms of well, beings. My, my biggest thing are the archangels and angels in general. Um, and then I do work with fairies. Uh, I have experienced them, uh, and they're the cutest thing you've ever seen. I mean, it, they really, they don't look like a fairy that you see on TV or on a cartoon. 
they are very small. They do have wings, but you know, they are just, and they, they really talk funny. And I also, they're, with not, animals. they're not women in bikinis. No, they're not, honey. They're Tiny not. Women in bikinis? Okay, okay. That's what I always picture because that was, well, it was, you know, Tinkerbell and stuff like that. But okay, good to no, know. No, no, they are not. And it's funny because, you know, like um, I've had other people ask me that too. And I'm like, no, I said they are small. They do have wings, but no, they're not little bikinis and they're not, you know, no, no, no. And, 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 you know, I do work a lot with animals like, you know, uh, hummingbirds, uh, hawks, eagles, you know, that is a very big thing to me. But as far as the mythical realm, the fairies is my connection that I use. Yeah, that's awesome. I also experience and see fairies. I can't tell too many people. I mean, I've told my podcast listeners, so that's a decent amount. All right, there you go. But like, I have learned even with my own you know, best friend over here that you have to be very careful sharing it. Cause to me, it's a gift. It's one of my expertise, but to someone else, it could be proof that I'm insane. So you have to be very careful, you know, how you share it. I'm I'm sure you know this because you've grown up with these gifts. Now there's a shift going on where people are starting to accept it more. Thank goodness. But I'm still very cautious about sharing things. Okay, this is the way I see it. And people lose it when I'm like, I don't care if you think I'm a nut, if you think I'm just crazy, if I, you think I'm insane, this is what I know. As long as I know it and the creator knows it, I don't care what you think. I mean, but that's the way I have gotten over the years because of all of the stuff that has really come at me on the negative side because of what I do. Yes. And I feel like once you start solving crimes for the police then they can't really mess with you anymore right and you know one of the things that do real life stuff and save people then they can't mess with you anymore then they just have to say all right i guess so well they do still though it doesn't matter really and and one thing that i've noticed you know is some people go well how did how did you know that and I'm like, well, what are you insinuating? You know, and I've gotten into a big old fight with people, and but that's who I am. I don't back down, but I tr- I'm I'm very likable. I try to be friends with everybody. You step on my toes, I'm gonna step on your head. So that's just the way that I am. <laughs> so. I like it. Me too. I saw a TikTok video. It was like a gym class, like a group gym class. They were doing badass things, but they kept saying it over and over. Don't start no shit, won't be no shit. And it was the funniest thing. Oh my gosh. And I feel that. It's like, look, I'm just trying to live a peaceful life, open up to different dimensions, you know, mm-hmm. see a whole new collective awaken. Like, I'm not like here that. for anger, but if you start with me, well. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Melinda, do you do like, do you do personal sessions with people where they, they will want you to contact a specific person? Um, you do personal stuff like that? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do one-on-ones and, um, and, you know, basically, you know, if they're wanting to contact somebody specific, I say, I need a picture of them and their first name. Uh, if it doesn't matter who comes through, then then they don't have to give me anything. But the reason I ask for the picture and the first name is because there's a ritual that I do 
I guess I should say a ceremony, but, and I use my drum and my flute and, and I bring in the energy to bring that certain spirit forth. Mm. So and now, if, does that spirit have to be stuck here? Can they be in the light and you can get to them to, to, so, so you kind of have access to all of it? Yes, I do. Basically, if they are in the light, I can call them forth and tell them, you know, your loved one or your friend, whoever it is wanting the connection, they're sitting here, they're wanting you to come forth. And I just done one. Let's see, what's today? There's, I done one Monday night and it was for this lady and uh, she was wanting to contact her mom and and her mom came forth and I mean, she started crying off the bat. I said, the first thing she's saying is, you need to quit being a Scrooge at Christmas, that you have not done Christmas ever since she passed. And I said, Christmas was her biggest thing. And wow. I said, she's saying, she wants you to know that she did see that you did try this past Christmas. But she said, really, this tiny little miniature tree that you could barely see that if you could sit on it and it would mash it all to pieces. I said, she's saying you need to get with the program. You need to get all them lots up. And she was like, Oh, my God. She said, you would have not have known nothing about my mom and how she was about Christmas. And I said, she showed me how she had not one tree, but she had like four trees and all of them was decorated. The entire house was decorated. The outside was decorated. And I said, she's saying you need to get with the program. And she was just bawling. So, yeah, I can do it whether they're in, you know, in the light or dark, whatever. Yes. Yeah. What about, I'm sorry, just want a follow up on that. So Melinda, do you, like you said, sometimes it's nothing specific. So they just, they come to you and they say, what do you see? Or what, how does that work? Like, um, like, why are they coming? If they're not asking for like a specific person, what are they asking you for? Sometimes they just want to see who does come through. Uh, say they've had multiple family members or friends or whatever. So they don't want to, you know, be specific on saying, well, I want my grandma to come through. I want to see if my grandma or whoever comes through so they could get multiple uh, messages. But like I told them, you know, if you, you say one specific person, then that does not stop the other spirits to coming through. Because when I was doing this lady, her uncle came through and she was like, tell him no. I don't want to hear from him. I want to hear from my mom. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I do. I tell them, you know, what they tell me to say. And and so I told him. And and then her mom looked at him and she was like, you need to go. It's it's me right now. It's not you. And I mean, it happens. And so, but, you know, oh, there's nothing you can, you can do domestic, You can have a domestic dispute among spirits. <laughs> yes. Buy for your attention. Exactly. Oh, and this wow. happens. This happens to me in grocery stores. I can be in the grocery store. Spirits come up to me. I, I'm asleep at night. I get woke up by spirits. Wanting my assistance. So here I'm up at three o'clock in the morning trying to help whatever spirits here. So it just it's everywhere. Oh, so hold on. So it's not all just people coming to you and then then they come out. There's spirits coming to you that wants you to do stuff and there's no people around right yes like for example uh last night i had a spirit to come forth it was like 3:33, and i felt this coldness on me so it woke me up and i opened my eyes and there was this little girl and she's like can you help me 
And I'm like, how can I help you? So here I get up, we go in the living room. I get me something to drink and I'm sitting there like I'm just talking to somebody that's come to visit. And she's like, well, she says, I need you to contact my mom. And she says, my mama's really worried. She says, and this is another sad thing that happened. She goes, me and my mom and my brothers and sisters, we were in the car and, and it was flooding and my mom drove through it and we got sucked down the canal. And she said, I'm the one that didn't make it. And she says, I want my mama to know that I'm okay and that I don't blame her. So where I had to go and I'm like, okay, what's your mom's name? And I get on Facebook and I'm trying to find these people and I'm trying to find out where this happened. And, and then once I find them, then I try to contact them. If I can't contact through them personally, then I contact law enforcement in that area and go through the Lord have mercy if they're going to believe me business. And then, uh, but I try to get the message. And then once I do that, and if I do get the message to the family, then the spirit will go through the light. And if I don't, then they usually hang around here with me until I can get that job done for them. And and when you do get the job done, does it is there like a crazy sense of fulfillment that comes with it? I just like I tell everybody, it's not me. I said it's the creator working through me. I am the vessel that's here to help with these kind of things. I don't want any credit. I just want people to know it's the creator and quit calling me the devil. It's, <laughs> I'm not a devil. This is the creator's work, not not the devil. So are, are you from down south to to? I was so I raised. feel like they may have called you the devil down there, maybe a little more than up here. Yes. <clears throat> I was what? raised in Tennessee. And the story behind that is I, I found out in 2010. Um I did not fit in with the people that raised me and didn't look like them, didn't act like them. I had a mouth. They didn't. They were mouses. That's what I called them. And they took me to church and was telling the preacher that, you know, she's got the devil in her. She's saying she see these spirits. And I'm just like, you people need to get really alive. You really need to get alive. So then as I got older, um, I met my husband and we moved to Arizona and I was working as a reporter for a newspaper and I went out onto the reservation and I went to marketing, was going to talk to them about doing, you know, um, ads and stuff. So I had to talk to the specific lady. And so she finally comes in and I'm sitting there and, you know, she's across from me and I'm telling her about all these ads and she goes, shut up. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, you're my daughter. And I'm like, and you have lost your mind. And she goes, no, she says, you are my daughter. She said, you was born August 6th, 1968. And this is in my embarrassing part, but you know that this is me. I just say, it. she says, and you've got a birthmark on your butt. And I'm like, oh my God. And, and, you know, so then we went and we had blood work done. It came back 99.99%. She was my mom. And then she told me that when she had me, I had a twin brother. And when she had me, uh, we were born in the Winslow hospital. And I was very sick. I only weighed four pounds. My twin brother weighed six pounds. And so they told her they had to keep me and for her to come back in a week to get me. She said that she left, but she didn't want to, but they forced the issue. She was Native American. And so then she came back in a week. They told her I had died. <gasps> and they had took me and sold me. And I went from Florida up into Kentucky, down into Tennessee. So I'm considered a lost bird. So I, this is how I felt my mom. 
in my family. And then she died six months after getting, after I found her, she had leukemia and I had an older brother. He died six months from my mom with the same leukemia. Then my twin brother ended up testing and was tested positive for the leukemia. He died in 2015, which was a devastation to me all the way around. But uh, my dad's still alive, even though we don't have that much contact. There's a big bunch of bull crap that happened after my mom passed. And then I better not say it here because then I'll get mad. But um, uh, but so she taught me a lot of stuff, you know, before she passed. And she had the same gifts. You only had that six months with her. Yes. So that was a very important six months then you had with her. Very important. I mean, she learned me things and. And I was just some of the things I'm like, mom, I don't get it. She says, if you talk, it's going to get worse. And I mean, I couldn't understand some of the things, but now I understand. So, but it was a lot of teaching. She had the same gift that you have and therefore knew how to deal with a lot of it. Right. And that's what she worked on with me. And did, did someone teach her? Her mother, her mother was also had it. So. Yep. Oh, it does get passed down mm-hmm. generations. Yeah. Yes. And it's weird. My twin brother, he had it to a certain degree. My other brother did not have anything. So it, it was really weird. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. That's so interesting. Um, I kind of want to ask, but all good if it takes too much energy, seriously. But do you feel any beings around us or people who have passed or any of them around or no? (laughs) Well, I can tell you what I see around you. Um, And so basically for you, Kate, there is a a male presence, but it is like one of your spiritual guides is what I'm saying. He he is Native American. Okay. He's a big warrior. And he's there to teach you, for some reason, you are connected to Native American in some way. And I believe what I'm seeing is that he's there to try to teach you some of the virtues. And see, that's something I'm learning through the Lakota right now is is some of the virtues. And that's what I and I feel he is pushing you to go in a certain direction. That's what I'm seeing prominent around you. Mm-hmm. One of your totem animals is also there. And that is a the hawk and that's one of my totem animals that's my my um my my name for my mom was spirit hawk and that's what she named me and she it was because she says when she gave birth she heard the hawk outside and then she said i was like a spirit that was just gone so that's how i got my name uh but there's also around you Kate, a, a female, an older female, and and I'm feeling like a grandmother figure, um, but she is, she's always to the right side of you. Oh, really? Yes, always to the right, and she is there to 
help guide you. I do feel that she had gifts, but in her time, it was not permitted, so to speak. So she's working through you now because she wants you to come out. And, 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 and if people call you names, you stand up and I'll, I'll teach you what to say. I won't say it here, but I'll teach you what to say. <laughs> so, but that's what I see around you. Now, for you, oh boy, let's see here. Now, there's I'm multiple scared. things. No, don't be scared. I'm, I'm so scared. Be scared. <laughs> oh, this is funny. But let me tell you something. If I was to see something of darker around someone, I do tell them. But then I tell them, this is what you do to get rid of it. It's not necessarily that it's a, a, at you. It could be connected to the land. It could be connected to the home. It could be previous home people that live there, or, you know, a number of things. And, but I don't see nothing dark around you, first and foremost. Um, That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do see, what I do see around you, there is an older male figure. He, I don't know why, but I'm seeing something like with coveralls or overalls or like blue. Um that's what he's appearing to me as. And he stays on your left. He is one of your guides. Um, but he was also, I feel, a family member at some time. I want to say like a great, great grandfather because it's like an older time frame that mm -hmm. I'm seeing. And uh, the other thing that I see on the left side see, of because I want to say I feel like I had to have farmer relatives because of how much I, I drink milk. I drink well, a good half gallon to a gallon a day, <laughs> cheese all day long. I said somebody, somebody back there had to be a farmer. So maybe and, and, he's doing that. Maybe he's doing yeah, that. That's what I'm seeing. It's like he's got on blue overalls, you know, and like it, it's like from you know. It, I'm getting more of a great grandfather, and something to do with working on the land because I'm seeing him as he is like his hands are calloused and 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 he stands there. Maybe he's pushing the milk on you. I don't know, but uh, but <laughs> he he does stand on on the right side. On the left side, on my right, on my right side, on your right side, yes. On your left side is your totem animal, and it's weird because you've got hawk, you have eagle, so that's why you two are so connected. Is because you both have totem animals that are birds of prey, and so. You really need to pay attention, both of you. If you see the hawk, Kate, or if you see the eagle, you need to pay attention, whether it's when you see it with your own eye, if you see it in a magazine, if you see it on the TV, wherever, because it's trying to give you a message. So you really need to pay attention when you see that specific animal. So that's basically what I see around both of you right now. It's funny right. because... That was very scary and very interesting. I'm still scared. I still have bumps, but that was great. Thank you so much. I love it. I love it, Kate. Gums, you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. It's funny because I definitely, throughout my life, hawks follow me. One even saved my son one time. He was at the park, and there was like a rabid squirrel, baby squirrel, that was like chasing people at the park, and it started chasing my son. And a hawk out of nowhere came down and swooped up the squirrel to save. And Melinda, this is not the first time she's told this story. 
So, so I, I, I've heard this story several times. So I'm pretty sure she didn't make it up just for this occasion. I obviously didn't. And Hawks just, right. I, sp I, ha I do have a bunch of animal totems, but so Hawks, I'm very connected to, but lately the bird that's been coming through and CG knows this, turkey vultures. In the last two, three years, I'm someone, I work very non-dually where, uh, you know, the light and the dark isn't what we think it is and that there are certain beings like crows, turkey vultures, spiders, et cetera, snakes that have only the negative viewpoint on them from society, not from everyone, but from a lot of people. Right. And turkey vultures kind of came to me because a lot of those kinds of beings like crows connect with me in that message of, you know, they have a purpose here and superstition has taken over. Like a lot of people get very scared when they see crows. Crows speak to me and it's about magic and mystery and power, um, how there's so much more to this reality than we realize. So I love that the hawk came through, but lately it's been literally on my nature walks, turkey vultures will gather by me spread all of their wings of me. And I'm like, they either love me or they hate me, but either way, I appreciate them. <laughs> okay, I gotta say something, Kate. Now, the reason this is happening, as you were saying, you know, vultures, uh, ravens, crows, they're all looked at on the negative side. You're gonna flip, but that's why this vulture is making its presence to you, light and dark. Hawk is light, vultures dark. You've got to have the two. And and you were talking about how animals are, okay, in Native American, certain cultures, the owl, oh my God, the owl is a bad omen. And I'm living proof. I'm living proof of it. And now when I hear an owl, I am up, I'm getting my sage, I'm doing an offering, I am praying to the creator, uh, you name it. And let me tell you what happened. I had just got my mom and them and the medicine man was teaching me and in their way, the owl is a bad omen. So one night me and my husband were standing outside and it, you know, we're standing, we're talking and all of a sudden I look over, there's this huge owl sitting and I'm like, oh my God. And my husband's like, now you're just being taught about this stuff, you know, quit being so superstitious. And I'm like, Oh my God, I want to go in. I said, we got to go in. I said, we got to go in. He's like, oh, and he just kept on. This owl comes down. It goes right in front of us. If I had put my hand out, I could have touched it. And then I really go to the ground. And I said, oh my God. I said, we're in big trouble. I said, this is a bad omen. Horrible things are going to happen. I get on my phone and I'm calling my medicine man and I'm saying, this is what happened. He says, get out the sage, start praying. He says, they're going to be three. And I'm saying, what do you mean there's going to be three? He says, it's going to be three deaths, one right after the other. He says, it's going to be people you know, or it could be you. Then I, you are seeing me praying. I was a praying and I was just, oh my gosh. Two days later, a real close friend of mine that lived on the reservation, he died in a car accident. My medicine man called me, there's number one. And I'm like, oh, my God. A week later, my mom passed. He says, there's number two. He says, the third one, he said, it's going to be someone very close. About 
six weeks later, my husband had to have this surgery. He died. Now, did that make me a believer? Yes, it did. I don't know if it's my, you know, own manifestation of that. This is what I was being taught. And this has brought that. But honestly, the owl is something that scares me to death now. Wow. I was out on my back porch and I heard one. I come up flying in the house and I'm getting my stage and I'm out there and I'm doing prayers and offering the, the owl, you know, tobacco. And I said, and I asked the creator, I said, take the message of the owl and send it away from my house, away from my family. And it has worked. But God, knock on wood, because that is something that has really petrified me because it actually happened as the medicine man told me it would. Mm. It's so interesting. So, because to me, when I hear owls, owls do. I'm not saying that they speak to me. I hear them very clearly when they're making their noises. But to me, it represents wisdom through dreams right. than um, other other things. So it's also who knows? I'm not going to even try to make sense. Exactly. Of the situation. But it is interesting because I believe it's everyone's unique relationship to each animal or just anything. You know, right. someone's relationship to alcohol could be is very different than someone else's relationship to it. So exactly. I, I wonder how much yet superstitions play in because I see crows, I get ecstatic. I was feeding them, they were leaving me gifts. It was a very positive dynamic right. but for other people they could see that and fear comes through and then yes. i hear your story with the owl which to me gives me good vibes and good omens and then that happens and then the things actually manifest so that's right that's wild yeah it, it was weird and see i've always liked the owl i've seen it as a beautiful creature you know it, it to me it was bringing me wisdom and right and now i'm just like i don't know i don't know but they ain't taking no chances. Here you go. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. <laughs> right, right. Because so. crows, crows really creep me out. <laughs> I had experience with crows where they, they really creeped me out. And, I mean, I'm not going to say anything. I can't say anything concrete happened. It was just feeling the vibes at a very strange time in life. Okay. And then foxes also. Foxes creep me out quite a bit. They're very sneaky. In in certain times of my life, in certain times of my life when um kind of insane things were, were happening, I'd see foxes like just just randomly out of the corner of my eye, darting, darting out of the woods and then darting back into the woods, you know, just looking all sneaky. And right. um and it was only in really small windows of my life. Like I don't often see that. And right. so um <clears throat> those certain animals for me, I don't know. I don't know if, the, yeah, I don't know if it's across the board that they're evil or anything, or even if they can be good sometimes, just like people are kind of can right. be both. I, I don't really know, but, uh, but yeah, I know for me, that was the, the, those are the animals that kind of uh, freak me out. Foxes. Yeah. When I, I, I went through a phase where I was seeing a lot. So I often went to, Google and different Native American sites. I trust them often when they're right. going into animal symbolism. Although a friend of mine just put out, um, she's a shaman, a power animal book. So I've also gotten oh, wow. through her as well. But um, foxes, 
from what I've seen are resurrection. So once again, when we include the light and the dark, resurrection is a pretty <laughs> painful thing and you have to go through a lot of things, but it makes sense with the fox. Like it's not either, because if it really does represent something like resurrection, that is something that's both beautiful and evolving, but painful right. and destroying at the same time. So yeah, when I was seeing them and got that message, I was also feeling that transformation within. So it made sense. But yeah, the human journey definitely exactly. has really dark in it, which is why we, the honest ones, we feel the pain of being here as well as the beauty. Some days I'm working on balancing, balancing it. Some days I'm a little bit more in the dark accidentally of the pain and that feeling. But part of my healing is you know, to see both, because no one likes the person that's always in the light, and they're just like, yay, life is right, exactly. Time. Those are serial killers, so, like, I yeah. can't, but <laughs> yep. um, I want to ask you, and it's okay if you can't get any more information from it, but I am curious about the woman you felt near me, the grandmotherly one, because I do have two different ones that passed, one's maternal and one's on, you know, my dad's side, um, and one I felt closer to, I, I feel bad saying this, even though they're both <laughs> because I don't know which one's here. I have, oh my God. but I noticed that I have, I've paid attention to one more than the other. Cause I just have a closer bond to one and always have. I'm curious if you can feel into any deeper, which one it is. And I can give you more information if that will help. But I am curious cause I could be wrong and it could be the other one coming through because there's there are things that need to be known but yeah so I, I would love to know what i see her as she is a smaller woman uh her hair is dark but it does have some gray in it but it's 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 like a mixture of color she's got these piercing brown eyes they're very piercing <clears throat> she appears to be like a motherly figure but she was a very strong person in life and, you know, people listened to her. She was very stubborn. Um, she was someone that, you know, made the rules, so to speak. And, and everyone knew that that's who they could depend on whenever they were in need of anything. Um, she sort of has her hair up in a bun, sort of like, but there's some hair coming down. Um, she's a very petite woman, but very pretty. Yeah, it's so funny, like both, both were very, I think, like that's the thing, you could be describing the one that I feel closest to. I'll just give you both names. I trust you enough. Anyway, it's it's yeah. Adele or it would be Rhoda. No. The only way I'll know is if they will show they me something. show it? Yeah. So interesting. Maybe, maybe this, maybe they want me to feel it. <laughs> no, I do feel that. Okay, this this person is showing something of they were around you the most. You were more connect closer to them. Closer, okay. Yeah, and well, and yeah. that they're she trying to through to me many times. Actually, if if it's the one, I would think it would be. She, I was very close to her, and she has come through to me to share certain uh, truths that were hidden and how. 
I'm still working out some of the cycles of pain that she wasn't fully able to do because she couldn't speak up. She didn't feel able to speak up back then. So she often comes to me in that way. And her her husband's chair is right across from me. So I would think, and, and I have pictures of her everywhere. So like, okay. um, yeah. it would probably be be her. But yeah, she she guides me. It's interesting, even though she's passed, she's one in my family who guides me more than some of the incarnated ones. Her presence right. is very felt. And like I said, she, we talk about historical wounds often. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But I'm glad she's here. I love her very much. And this brings me to another thing I was curious about, which is like, once they're gone, do they know more? Do they know everything? Do they know everything? Do they know what's in your mind? Do they know? Like, I know you, you might not know all of that, but just that that's something I think about because um, it seems to me they know things maybe as if they've watched them happen or um, by, by your descriptions of how, you know, the kind of information they give you and stuff like that, or, or they kind of, yeah, like, do they know everything? Not once they're over, are they, in, are they enlightened? They are. I mean, and let me explain that. Um, like when my husband passed, I was so upset because I couldn't see him. I'm like, I can see everybody, but I can't see him. We'll come to find out the reason why I couldn't was because of all the grief. And so finally, what what we what my kids done, because they're trying to show me I was in so much grief. And so they started snapping pictures around my house. In one of the pictures, there he stood. I could see him. And so I'm like, okay, so that told me that. He was trying to tell me I was in too much grief. So then I had to work on that to get that grief down. So finally, when I did, he came forth and he's like, finally, he says, you got past the such the big grief you were going through. And I was like, well, don't you be telling me. I said, I'm the one left here. You have no clue what it's like. And, and so what I have learned is that they can feel everything we feel. They see things of why things happen this way or that way. It all makes sense to them where it doesn't make sense to us here. So they do have knowledge when they do pass. They do stay until their funeral is done. And then that's when they go through the, the light if they so choose to. Once they go through the light, they, you know, they'll go through the white light and they'll see the archangels. They will see um, Metatron is one of the biggest ones that's standing there when you pass. And you will go with him and then you'll see loved ones. You'll see family members. You'll see, you know, acquaintances, friends, whoever has passed as you're going through the white light. Then once you get to actual heaven, you go directly into your life review. Life review can take anywhere three months, six months, a year, according to what you have done here on this earth, according to if all lessons were learned. And so you go through all of this. And then once you get through that, then you are, I'll say, trained to be able to go from this realm to that realm. Sometimes people contact me and say, my, my husband just passed. I'm like, I can try. It's not a guarantee. 
I do suggest you wait three to six months at least because they have to go through the transitioning. I said, I have had occurrences where someone has died days ago and they do come forth, but it's just for a brief moment and it's to give a small message. I said, but we can try. But usually I tell people, at, wait at least three to six months. But yes, they they know, they feel, they see everything. So most definitely. And so like, even if they were a person on this earth that kind of had some blind spots, you know how people kind of have their own blind spots and mm -hmm. they can't see certain things about themselves, about other people. Is that all gone? Yes. And th they can look back on that and say, I was blind. You know, why didn't I see this? Why, why couldn't I see that? But it was just a lesson they didn't learn. Mm. And, and so are they very different without their blind spots? You know, because I feel like some people's blind spots define them. You yes. know, it's who they are, the way they act, the way people perceive them. It has to do so much with those blind spots that they have that I'd be, it would be certain people I, I could think of that, like, I would think it would be almost like interacting with a whole different person if those things, mm. if those were gone. And so I, I, yes. I don't know if that happened or not. Or Yes, and that's where, you know, in the life review, they, they see all of this. And sometimes it, it's sad for them. They will cry and say, why didn't I see that? But on the other hand, they also have to go through anything bad or anytime they made someone else cry. I always use that when I tell my husband, don't make me cry. You'll, you'll see it whenever you go. And, you know, I, but it, it's true. It, it, they will see anytime that they have made someone cry, if they hurt someone's feelings, if they, you know, whatever the case may be, they do relive that. But they feel what pain they put on another. And they have to go through all of that to get through the process. And then I think what comes through is their essence, right? right. Like when you're manifested here in the earth realm, our vessels meant to have blind spots. So those lessons can take place. But so, yeah, I think when things have come through to me, people at least, um, their essence is the same, but they are more awakened. They're more enlightened. Um, when my, when my Grammy comes through to me, since she's here, um, she's, her but way more all-knowing she's done her life review and she gets she's it's like hawk medicine for me when i yes. see the hawk, the hawk medicine is take a different perspective be mm -hmm. the mountain you know you can take in everything and it's like she sees it all not in right. an intensive way but they're different puzzle pieces or facets we're not meant to see and she sees them but she does feel her essence is the same but almost grander or just yeah. exactly yeah yep. right an awakened grander sense because mm -hmm. grander can have things that come with it and i'm also can i get her picture real quick for you to look at just sure. so we can, okay sure you can keep asking a question cg and i'll hear <laughs> okay and melinda this is what i was wondering too i know sometimes i feel like i feel like i'm being pushed one way or another like kind of at the same time and um, I can't make it. I can't make a decision on like which way to turn. And it definitely feels like it's something outside of me that that's pushing 
me you know not necessarily like they're not necessarily my ideas it's just like you know i have one idea maybe i can go this way one idea maybe i can go this way but to me it feels like it's it's outside it's it's maybe something that can try to influence me one way something that kind of tried to influence me the other way and then i end up acting on it but like does that have any um i mean is that legitimate at all? Like, is there, are there things that push on me certain ways? Yes, we all have spiritual guides and they're here to help guide us along with family members, along with, you know, friends that may choose to be a guide to you. Um, but there are other things too that can be there. And, and, and I've seen this and, you know, I've actually seen like when I'm actually with a person and I start seeing people around them and I'm like, well, I'm seeing this person. They're like, well, I don't know who that is. And basically what I've learned when someone passes and say, you may not have even knew them, but say they had some of the blockages you have things that you're being torn between. You can draw that kind of spirit to you because they lived a similar life. So they're there trying to push you not to go the route they did go this other route. So that has a big play in it. But there's always our spiritual guides there trying to guide us, especially our spiritual guides and guardian angels. And, and they're trying to guide us down the path and push us and nudge us to the way they want us to go. If you don't listen, because that can happen because of free will. If you don't listen, you're going to find out the hard way a little bit later. But they, they try to guide us. They can't force us, but they tried to guide us. So that's probably what you're feeling around you. Yeah, because I mean, I feel a bunch of things, you know, that lead just just a bunch of decisions that I'm making, like logic is one of those things. And how will this affect other people is one of those things, you know, thinking it through is one of those things, obviously. But I feel like there are some other things that go into it, too, that you could say they're instinctual, you could say they're, but I, I feel like it's quite possible that it's, there's something outside of me in play as well, that that could you know, could push a little or pull a little. And then I end up making a decision based on a bunch of the pushing and pulling and some logic. And, you know, finally the decision gets made right down the middle or or something, but, um, okay. I like your take. All right, guys, I got to show you a picture of my Grammy and then we got to wrap up. Okay. Uh, I don't know how clear it'll be. Do you know what I mean? But like, Oh, yeah. See, I've seen some of that when I told you I've seen some hair hanging down like here in the front. Yeah, I was wondering. So you were kind of describing the bouffant in a sense. I'm yeah, not, yeah. Know exactly, but yeah, she. So anyway, that's her. That's her. That's she's her gate. Rocking with me. Yeah, she's rocking you good, girl. <laughs> I love her. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and oh, this was really great. You were a whole show yourself. <laughs> we didn't have to be interesting in the least. You were you were a showstopper. Amazing. I just run my mouth, basically, what I tell everybody. I just run my mouth and say whatever I think. <laughs> Melinda, where can people find you? Well, I am on Facebook under my name, Melinda Williams. I do have a web- website, which is Enchanted Psychic Visions. And I currently took over a coven and that, you know, that's a scary word for people. Uh, But it's, that is um, Enchanted Circle of Witches. And, you know, that's another thing I'm trying to get people to understand that witchcraft 
can be of light. It can be good. And if the people seen what I have done to help people that has curses placed on them or spells placed on them, and then I reverse it, then they'd see that, you know, witchcraft can be of the light. So that's one of my new adventures. So I like the being able to reverse it because there are some people who have access to magic and misuse it. So I love hearing that, you know, ways to reverse it. Cause I have to do a lot of tarot readings to reverse other tarot readings right. where someone picked up on a truth, but used their own negativity and fears to subconsciously give a really yep. painful, awful message. And I've had to give readings to, you know, help that person's soul understand what the deeper message was exactly through so i like to hear that it's very cool yep I, I mean you know what i have learned is that i helped this one guy came to me he says my life's falling apart and he says and i'm losing everything i'm losing my home i'm losing my car i lost my job and i'm like hold up a minute i said who do you know that's been doing witchcraft and i said you had them at your house you they, they went out in your backyard they done this big ritual and i said it was all against you but you didn't have the knowledge to know it was against you and he's like oh my god he says it's my ex-girlfriend i said all right so this is what we got to do and within a month everything turned around for him he got a better job he didn't lose his house he didn't lose his car and it was all because i could pick up what had happened and then i knew what to do to reverse that so, and now he calls me a goddess and I'm like, would you stop it? I said, I am not a goddess. I said, this is from the creator, not me. And then that's the way that I am. So. I'm like, yeah, I'm a goddess. Hey now. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he needed you for a bunch of things because you weren't just the one to reverse this. You had to tell him that even happened to him. <laughs> yes. so you did, he, he, needed, no... you, he didn't just even need a regular witch who could reverse the spell. He needed one who could do everything. Oh, it was amazing. Because I told him, I said, I see her going out in the backyard. I said, she had this little container. I said, and she had a picture of you. She said, he goes, she did ask me for a picture. I said, what if it was to put in this thing that she was going to be burning to put all this on you? And he was like, oh, my. And I said, and you stayed inside and you looked up the window and you seen her doing it. But you had no clue it was against you. And I said, so here we are. And that's exactly, he remembered it all, her out there doing it. So they there really know. is evil spells too. Yeah. Yes, they are. They are. And and I I preach about not doing the dark stuff in witchcraft because witchcraft can be beautiful. It, it can it can open up a lot of doors. It can you can manifest positive things for you. And and as long as you're not going against free will, as long as you're not casting nothing up on anyone. Witchcraft can be beautiful. And that's why I took this coven over to see if I can change the image of what witchcraft is. You're busy. Oh, I'm telling you, girl, I'll be, I'm busy as can be. <laughs> that's great. So if you two want to join the coven, let me know. I'll put you guys right in there. Dude, I so might be there if, <laughs> if I can get there. It is. Are you still in Tennessee? No, I'm in Arizona. Oh. But I am looking at moving back to Tennessee. Oh. Well, Tennessee's yeah. closer than Arizona. But still. We're in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so it's Pennsylvania. still going to be a hike to the Coven. <laughs> well, okay. This, what we're doing right now is we're doing it online. We're doing it online because people, 
that's in the coven, they're in all different states. And then because of COVID and just a number of things, right now we're doing everything online. Like this coming Sunday is our first ritual that we're going to do on a stream yard, but in a private setting. So only members can come in and, and join it and watch what we do. So there you go. If you guys would like to join it, let me know. Are you on Facebook? You can tell me privately. You can send me all of that. That's yeah. the way I would put you into the chat because <laughs> that's where I will put the link to join into. And we do offer lessons so you can learn the white way of witchcraft. Uh, look at his face. His face is just <laughs> worth a million words, let me tell you. So it's something to think about. I'd like to offer it to you both. And we would love for you to join, especially uh, with making it look at his face during all this. It would be a hoot to me. But, you know, I'm not putting pressure on you. I'm just offering because I think the world of both of you, you two are so easy to talk to. And so it's there. So you guys think about it and, and you know, you it can go. It actually sounds great. It actually sounds really great. It, 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 and see the what well, the ritual we're doing. There's eight major ones we do a year, and it's all about positive, bringing in the like this one's going to be due to the falls coming. So we're going to be bringing in new things for the fall, you know, positive stuff. And that's what we're trying to teach is this is rituals that you can do that are very powerful that brings us together. That will anyone that's in it, it will bring the positivity to. So. You know, that's what is what we do. Um, but yeah, so you two think about it. And right. if, I know, Kate, I know you're on I'll Facebook. Start, yeah, I'll start a group chat so you can okay. get the invite. And uh, CG, where can people find you? You can find me. I'm a lot more boring than Melinda, but you can find me, CG Erickson, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Awesome. And for me, I'm at the Kate Wolf on Instagram, TikTok, Kate Fanchon Wolf. Our Patreon is now only a dollar. You get an extra audio episode and a video, but it's a dollar. So please come check out our stuff. And then if you would like a tower reading, kwolf27 at gmail.com. Thank you so much again, Melinda, for joining us. And thank you everyone for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.